Dad's approach to his vineyard life evolved rapidly. Unknown to me until much later, he'd come to Napa Valley hoping to start a winery fairly quickly. For years I thought he'd wanted to come out here and live the life of a gentleman farmer, but he swears now he always intended to get into winemaking. However, once he got into the middle of the business, he realized how much he had to learn. Ever the realist, he decided to gradually take over the vineyard work on his own, to avoid paying fees to a management company and focus solely on growing and selling grapes, at least for now. In addition to cultivating vines, he thought he should get a job that would give him some flexibility and steady income. After all those years hanging around educators and teaching math and spelling to us kids at home, he decided to become a teacher. To that end, he started commuting to University of San Francisco to get his teaching credential. His concerns about money were prompted in part by the fact that the U.S. economy took a nosedive in 1974 due to factors such as the OPEC oil embargo and related financial turmoil. We had a new genre of inflation called stagflation, rising unemployment, and long lines at gas stations. One thing you learn when the economy tanks is this. No one has to buy wine. It's one of life's glorious add-ons, which means that the financial vitality of the wine business is strapped pretty firmly to the nation's fiscal health. When the economy bottomed out, the grape bubble popped. Cabernet Sauvignon prices plummeted into the $400 per ton range, and Napa growers wouldn't see 1973 prices again until 1985. Chenin Blanc was now averaging $243 per ton. When the buyer came to purchase Dad's white grapes on our knoll, he very reluctantly paid those much higher 1973 prices thanks to that unwelcome written contract. The buyer informed Dad that everyone else was taking it in the shorts. In other words, some, or perhaps quite a few, of those handshake contracts weren't being honored, which probably did much to curtail the practice. Meanwhile, Dad was beginning to take over the vineyard operations himself. He let go of Ivan Shach's company and began to contract with Big John Pena, who worked with him more on an as-needed basis, which in the beginning was still quite a lot. With Big John's help, Dad took his first running start at planting Cabernet Sauvignon in 1974. He had his eye on a south-facing seven-acre shoulder of the hillside located high up behind our house. A big part of preparing a site for planting, at least on Schaefer property, is clearing rocks. My brother Brad and I spent every weekend that school year lugging rocks off that hill, by hand, by the thousands. The only thing worse than doing a job like this, for hours on end, in the merciless sun, is doing it with your thirteen-year-old brother. He had a special love for chucking rocks at me, and once even scored a bullseye on the back of my head. Dad referred to this kind of work as contouring the land. Brad and I called it a lot of things much less poetic.